Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right left chronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, Episode 79. I'm Connor Murphy, here with Grace Matthews in the heart of the USA, Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Grace. How you doing? Well, great if I don't get blown away down here. I heard. You guys are getting nailed again. Wow. It's just nuts. This winter will never end. The never-ending winter. Oh, my gosh, that could be a book. Maybe we should write a novel. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, we've got a ton to talk about. Oh, we do. so much in the news right now. Oh, there is. And it's it's all pretty um, earth-shattering. Yeah, it's big stuff. Yeah. You know, and of course, we start with, you know, the Oscars were Sunday. Yes. And, you know, I tell you what, those guys are nuts. I just have to say they're nuts. They live in a glass dome. Yeah. I mean, it's it's what I call the Hollywood syndrome, which is attention deficit disorder with a tinge of pathological lying. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's nothing short of bipolar disorder and mania and a secondary symptom of narcissism. Well, I totally agree there. If Hollywood's going to be our moral compass, we're in big trouble. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they they lower others to elevate themselves. And they're so hypocritical. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Guns and sex make up their craft. (laughs) Yeah. Yet they want to complain about it when anyone else wants to have anything to do with sex or guns. Right. However, if they like somebody... And it really doesn't fit their narrative or their platform for this person to be held to the standard. And I'm mostly talking about the Me Too. Right. Then they get to decide. Okay. Remember last Friday we did the show on Me Too and it's been one of our best shows ever. Cool. We we did it. Uh, we said it's, it's failing. Right. It's failing on all sorts of levels. Well, I told you I thought it would at least last till summer until that would be about the time probably Matt Lauer could, his non-compete would expire and he could go on the air. And my understanding is that air is going to be CNN. Nevertheless, I thought it would last till then. But I think I was wrong. The Me Too movement is already over for Hollywood. They gave an award to one of the most well-known rapists in in sports history. I mean, Kobe Bryant. There was no doubt that he raped that girl at that hotel. Well, he paid her off too, right? Exactly. And yet Hollywood, the Me Too, you know, the ones that supposedly, you know, were helping out all the rest of us stupid infidels. <laughs> 
or imbeciles, I should say imbeciles, you know, because we wouldn't know the difference, decided he's okay. Yeah. I, him and wow. Ryan Seacrest. Well, they like him. And even though a woman has brought charges against him, they don't really like that. They want to keep him around. So, see, it's really, they kind of want to take down those that just don't fit the narrative or the platform. Right. Which makes them so hypocritical. It's oh, yeah. almost it's, nauseating. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of hypocritical, now, out here in the real world, we know that there is a, a, a difference between the wages paid to a man and a woman. And a woman gets only about 80 cents on the dollar of what a man gets. And that's bad because a woman should be paid equal to a man. Absolutely. Providing she's doing an equal job. Right. And Hollywood is 30 cents on the dollar. Wow. So who the hell needs some help, especially yeah. with mathematics? Or morality. We don't need help with our morality. <laughs> That's your problem. Yeah, that is really their problem. I, I I don't know. You know, they bash Trump. Yeah, and when you call them as being political, they they just say, no, I'm just an actor. Well, then shut up on your political statements. Either, well, either you know you're what? political or you're not. Don't exactly. You can't sit on the fence and play both sides. Yeah, and the joke's on them because they were down 20% from last year. In fact... Overall, I mean, they've been sinking for years. And for most years. people, yeah. in the, uh, when the survey said, because of the political stance that they take, they, they don't, people do not want to turn on the Oscars and, and, and be preached at about someone's political agenda. Exactly. It, it really doesn't, it wouldn't even matter if it was right or left. They don't want to hear politics. We don't want to mix up sports. And our movies, our entertainment with our politics. Absolutely. You know, we're already not going to see their movies as much, but we're also not watching their award shows. Yeah. Well, I've never been a big fan of any kind of award show. Well, me neither. Unless it's like the People's Choice Awards or something like that where there's a public vote. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of old rich guys deciding who's going to win. Well, yeah, and they, they don't tend to pick the popular movies. No. You know? I mean, a lot of the Academy Award winners of the past few years have, have didn't make anything at the box office. Exactly. You know, that was their um, artistic um, yeah. preference. Okay. <laughs> but speaking of Trump, you know, it, it, it's starting to look like Trump's policy proposals our litmus test for Democrats and Republicans. And you go, what? Well, he's trying to provoke an emotion with them. I think this is part of the art of the deal. You know, DACA, he brings out this, this DACA deal that the Democrats really have no good reason to refuse, okay? Yeah. Yeah, he he's giving um, a, a road to amnesty basically for 1.8 million. They only asked for 800,000. Hmm. It's a good deal in exchange for money for the wall. He wanted to stop the um, visa lottery and adjust the chain migration. Still, and and the deadline was November. I mean March 5th, which was yesterday, and the Democrats wouldn't come to the table. <laughs> I mean, basically because they hate him. Yeah. Yeah, it's personal. Well, it, it, it is personal. And so 
And now you have a lot of Republicans leaving office. They're they're not going to go for a second term. I mean, because they need to work, you know, under under Trump and his proposals. They, they've got to bring some votes to the floor and they're not doing it. Right. And it's obvious because Trump will take it to his people if he has to do it with Twitter or whatever he has to do, or he has to give these campaign style speeches. He'll do it because they have to cover those. So he will get the message to the people. We have now, we're right at about 40 senators and or congressmen that are are not going to seek re-election. Wow. And my understanding is there's gonna be a couple more high profiles Hmm. that are gonna be shocking. And, And I do believe that he's testing them and this is part of his draining the swamp. Ah, okay. Now, so the DACA deal is out there. It has been shared that the Republicans might be coming close to a deal. That would be phenomenal. They are about six votes away. If they tweaked it a little bit and Trump supported it, they believe they could get that 60 votes. Hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. And that would be, my understanding is that would be without the Democrats. That will kill them in the midterm elections. If the Republicans cure the DACA problem without the Democrats, they will sweep. They will sweep. Because this has been an open wound out there for everyone for Hmm. many, many years. And when surveyed, People, that was their number one issue, right. the voters, okay, on done. both sides of the coin. Number, about number 20 was Russian collusion, <laughs> just to just to let you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, everybody's uh, sick of the Russian collusion. But this week we've got so much to talk about. Uh, Trump's uh, tariff on steel and aluminum. Yeah, and I I think this is another example of a litmus test. And I'm going to let you expand upon that. Yeah, this just didn't make sense. It was almost like he didn't didn't know anything about trade. I mean, when you put tariffs on products coming into your country, you're actually hurting a lot of people within your own country because that's where the, the tariffs are put on products, so coming in. So every Mexican dollar that is imported into the U.S. has 40% of the American dollar behind it, either in products or services. Once that dollar basically passes hands, it usually stays in the country as well. So Interesting. Yeah, it, it just didn't make sense. And if he would have looked into it, George Bush tried a 30% steel tariff back in 2002 that was rejected by the WTO. So when I looked into it, I found out that Trump's insane 239% tariff on Bombardier jets did not go through, that made me think that he might be taking some shots at the WTO, who's got some problems. I mean... Has anyone reported this? I found one news article, one news article, where it said that the WTO had rejected the 239% tariff. So is he taking shots at the WTO? I mean, the WTO, they, they're they not perfect. They have some issues. Well, and nobody ever said that Trump couldn't be vindictive. <laughs> true, true. So, you know, the, the WTO has judges' seats that, you know, eventually they sit out their term and they leave. Now, when they leave or when 
they know they're leaving, they can't consider another judge until that one is left. Now, here's where the problem is basically occurring is the judges that are leaving after they sit out their term have to finish the cases they're currently working on, but they can't take new cases. So all of a sudden you've got a big stalemate happening in the World Trade Organization. And it could go months. There's two seats that are up. Yeah, for... it could go longer than that. If I mean, yeah, if so cases or anything like the ones in the states, they take forever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now to China, finish. China is one of the world's biggest steel exporters, and yes, we all know that they've got a surplus, and they're likely selling it off at a discount somewhere else. That stuff has to stop as well. So there, there's a few problems there, but, you know, this just came out of left field and sounded kind of crazy. But now that I'm looking at it, I'm thinking that uh, Trump is taking some shots at the WTO. I, I agree. I mean, now I will say that this morning Mnuchin said that no tariffs will be uh, will be put on Canadian or Mexican steel and aluminum. Now, I really wouldn't care if they put it on the Mexicans. Could they also tariff the the heroin and <laughs> that comes across the border? <laughs> well, if they could tax it, they probably would. <laughs> yeah, they would. That's for sure. But uh, that word did not exactly come from Trump. I, I'm, I'm sure it's true coming from Mnuchin, but I think that it's a tactic. It's part of the art of the deal. Right. Because these, we know, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's mad at the WTO, but we also know that this is about China. And I think it might be a little bit about how China backdoored us on North Korea. Oh, well, could be. And there could possibly be some Russian-China things happening, too. And so, you know, I keep going back. I mean, sometimes he sounds like an idiot, Trump does. <laughs> he really sometimes is just, you cover your face, even if you're in his camp. Right. Nevertheless, I keep going back to a guy that I met that had a business deal with him, and he said, there is no doubt that despite the you know the unpolished rhetoric he is the smartest guy in the room hmm. you know and, and part of it is probably that he he's smart enough to have people out there as a lookout well he should probably you know surround himself with some smarter people then yeah oh absolutely and i you know and i always said that when they were talking about how george w bush wasn't very smart I said, well, who cares? Because he did surround himself with very intelligent people. And a president is only as good as those guys working behind him. Because right. you can't do it all. You can't look it all up. You've got to depend on them. Well, and, of course, Trump keeps losing part of his. Yeah, I was just going to say, well, he doesn't have Jared anymore. He's, Jared, go to the closet. You don't have security clearance. You saw that coming, too, didn't you? I did. I did. And I, I told you all along, I thought Jared was the one that was going to go down, whether he deserved it or not. Somebody's got to go down. And his father had so many issues with tax evasion, racketeering. He spent a lot of years in jail. Jared had to take over the company at a very early age. Um, my understanding is his brother, his older brother said, I don't want to, you know. Right. And, and probably for this reason, when you go in and clean up a family mess, you know, 
I wonder if how you can keep it from tainting you. Right. It would be very hard because unlike going into businesses like Mitt Romney used to do and tearing them apart and reselling them, and you're going into a family business. You're not going to oust anybody. Right for bad behaviors. So there was an awful lot there for them to go through and for the security. And they left it kind of open like, well, you know, maybe they'll get it done and they'll go through all the financial stuff. I say, I don't think so. Well, it's led to Ivanka being up for investigation now. Yeah, same chain reaction. Yeah, they're looking into Vancouver's Trump Towner, which is owned by a Chinese billionaire. So... Not sure what they're they're looking at there, but some sort of yeah. deal. Well, I heard they were looking into her business deals. I didn't know what one specifically. I do know yesterday a Trump Tower in Panama was renamed. Wow. Uh, the guy claimed that it was hurting his business. bottom line. Yeah. Right. Now, and he had several years left to leave the name. You know, the negotiated time. Right. The name was supposed to be on the building, but they went ahead and let him. Of course, that probably was Panama law. I don't think in the U.S. that would be so easy, but I don't know. Right. But speaking of, you know, Trump's people, now a special counsel, not Mueller, but a different special counsel that I I didn't even know existed, says that Kellyanne Conway violated the Hatch Act. Hmm. Now, Kellyanne is personal counselor to the president now. She right. was the campaign manager as the I on the home stretch during the election. You know, he had several, but Kellyanne is the one that actually gets credit for the win. And she is the first woman campaign manager to have won an election. Wow. A presidential a presidential election. So the Hatch Act says you cannot use your office to influence an election. Nevertheless, it's a kind of crazy because it leaves room for you to personally have an opinion about election. <laughs> so it's a very fine line. What she did was she appeared on two different news shows. One was on Fox. The other was on MSNBC. In one case, she promoted a candidate from the Alabama election, and the other one, she did just the opposite. She hmm. she spoke about voting against him. Hmm. Now, the reason she violated the Hatch Act was she was on the shows in her professional White House capacity. Right. Had they just stopped on the street when she was walking down the street with her children and she gave a, an opinion, it would have been okay. Hmm. The president is the one that is responsible for handing out her punishment. My guess is there will be no punishment. Yeah, I have a hard time believing he's going to punish her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and speaking of news shows, Megyn Kelly has been struggling at NBC. You know, it's just been a disaster from right. the very beginning. I mean... It was so bad that they said, oh, Megan, you're going to go to the Olympics and cover the Olympics. And, you know, her show has such poor ratings. They said, oh, no, you're not going to go. We're going to bring Kate (laughs) Couric back to do that. What an embarrassment. Nevertheless, with her show struggling, her morning show struggling, they are dropping her Sunday night show. It will not be back. It was supposed to come back 
after NFL football. Not happening. Huh. I'm not surprised about that. Well, so, yeah, I'm not surprised either. Yeah. Oh, and Kim Jong-un. He's oh. having an epiphany. Oh, no way. Well, he's probably having trouble getting cheese. I don't know. <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> he is ready to come to the table and talk about giving up those nukes. Oh. Now, North Korea has been mm. in talks with South Korea. They say that if America, I assume they mean diplomats, I'm pretty sure they don't mean Trump exactly, that would be a little nice, would come to the negotiation table and talk to them and maybe, you know, loosen up some of these sanctions that they'd give their nukes up. My guess is they're starving to death. Now, that doesn't mean... If we loosen sanctions and he gave up his nukes, I know I'm talking about the best case scenario. I'm not saying we trust him to do this, but we're not sure he would give his people any yeah. food or anything. But it would sure be nice if we could get those nukes, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would end a lot of drama worldwide. Absolutely. Yeah, that that would be a good thing. I don't know how we would trust that he's actually telling us the truth. I don't know. We'd have to have somebody camped over there. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way. Well, you can't trust him. Likely they would they would send somebody in from the UN. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got to be somebody, and it's it's got to be somebody that's also truthful because you know we did that with um, Saddam Hussein, and those guys. I don't know. They failed miserably because he had all sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. So yesterday, oh my gosh, this this former Trump campaign aide, Sam Nunberg, absolutely made a spectacle of himself. What? I didn't I hear this one. Yesterday and over the weekend, he vowed to defy a, a Mueller subpoena. Well, that puts you in jail, no doubt. I mean, nobody's even going to think twice about it. Now, <laughs> today he is backing down after a, after a whole day of unhinged interviews. He started out in the morning and unhinged under the influence of something. I mean, it's pathetic. I mean, he was contradicting himself in the midst of one sentence. And as the day drew on, it was over a six or seven hour period of time where MSNBC and CNN kept rebooking him for their different shows, you know, because they were believing he was going to, I don't know, tell or give some information about Trump right. that would be juicy and incriminating. He didn't do that. However, he was wasted. <laughs> it was so bad that finally, in the last interview last night, Aaron Burnett said, I smell alcohol on your breath. Have you been drinking? And, of course, he denied it. And, of course, his eyes are just bloodshot. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, drinking out of the cup. He can't look at her when she's asking the questions. It, it's very obvious that he is wasted. But... What it is was kind of, uh, I guess he woke up a little more sober today and he's decided that he will, in fact, testify in front of the grand jury Friday and then check in or let me let me rephrase that. Go someplace for help. OK. I don't wow. know where some places, but, you know, I can imagine. Wow. So very sad. I kind of believe that 
Should they have put him on the air when they knew he was drunk? Should they have put him on the air? I mean, he's pitiful. Not. Yeah, who knows what I think he's going to say. That was kind of a bad choice. Do you really want to put somebody that has is having a mental meltdown either because they have a mental illness or because they're wasted on some sort of, you know, I don't know, yeah. alcohol, drugs, whatever. I mean, do you really want to or need to incriminate somebody like that for ratings? I, I don't know. No, I don't no. know. I thought it was sad and pitiful. Yeah, yeah. I agree there. No, we don't always agree, but life's a journey and we're all in this together. Remember, do not become anyone's victim. Hashtag nobody's victim. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor, and Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace, and thanks for listening, everyone. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.